Hey guys, it's Tyler. Just a couple things before we get started. First off, I am so sorry for getting this episode out so ungodly late. It's just been a real whirlwind with work and school going on, and I just didn't have as much time as I wanted to to sit down and crack this episode out. Going forward, I'm looking in the hiring an editor, so that putting these episodes out will be... A lot quicker, hopefully. Second of all, we're on another podcast with Chandler this week, Podcast Without a Cool Acronym, the show that he hosts, where we talk about Bluey, one of our favorite hyperfixations with friends of the show, Andy HG and Miranda. And with that all said, on with the show. the podcasters of obscure media we just stay home and watch this shit and if you ask us what we think of it we'll just tell you keep or burn the tapes i don't know yeah we're already off to an interesting start after the insanity that was honey i shrunk the kids month (laughs) Holy shit, yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Welcome back to Channel KRT, the podcast where we take a look at the best and worst of obscure media. And today we have a really special episode because it's our first double guest episode. I'm Kit Quinn, aka the Pirate who won't do anything. I'm Tyler Green, or as I'm known by some people, Pisis Christ Superstar. (laughs) And I'm Randy Martin, and uh, would a Satanist with anxiety classify as a satanic panic? Yes, yes it would (laughs) and today our special guest joining us first up you know him as the host of theme park backlot you know him as the host of podcast without a cool acronym and you know him for a series of upcoming vlogs regarding the parks please welcome chandler de roche never ever ever been a podcast like this one before and our second guest you know her on twitter as theme park trash and you know her as possibly the biggest Veggie tail stands, we know. Mariah! Woo! Yay! Thanks for having me. So, I have a question. How did it take us this long to talk about Christian media? I mean, we sing was kind of it. If we ever talk about Berenstein Bears, it turned into that. Oh, man. <laughs> y- yeah. Yeah. And also, we're talking about an adaptation of the world's first vor fetish fan fiction. <laughs> oh, don't remind me. I can only imagine some dude writing the Bible, like, and then because he pissed off God, oh, yeah, a giant whale swallows him alive. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Bah, why didn't Mary the Virgin get swallowed? (laughs) why didn't Lilith get swallowed? This is a podcast about children's media. (laughs) So there is probably a religious version of DeviantArt. And that scares me. Oh, God. Yeah, it's called the Bible. Have you read some of the shit in there? (laughs) (laughs) You guys all know the passage where they're talking about a lady lusting over men with dicks the size of donkeys. (laughs) (laughs) Jiggity jig, hee-haw, hee-haw, dicks the size of donkeys. Oh, God. Well, on the subject of that, and we're kind of going to get into our connections to this, but this is the show that took... A Bible story about a king wanting someone else's wife and sending that person off to war so that he could sleep with his wife (laughs) and turn it into a story about a rubber ducky. (laughs) And it 
worked! Baby's first cuckoldry story. And it was brilliant. What about it? This show is one of the most insane parts of my childhood, and we'll get into it. But first, what are your guys' connections to Veggie Tales? Um, Mariah, would you like to go first? Sure, I probably have the most interesting connection, so let's get started. Yes, yes, please. So, if I was to fully get into my full history with this franchise, it would take us several hours. So, a condensed version is the first tape I got was actually the Toy That Saved Christmas It was a Christmas gift from my grandmother that I received in 1998. I was four years old at the time. And we just loved it. So my parents continued to buy the VHSs for it growing up. When I was in middle school, it became a huge hyperfixation for me. I scoured through all the DVD bonus features. I was buying ones I already had on VHS on DVD so I could learn more about it. And then when I was in college, God, at this point, this is close to 10 years ago now. I was a huge part of the VeggieTales online fan community. I still am. I am still close with a lot of the people I met through that, even though most of us aren't as focused on that anymore. We all still talk about it from time to time. But I have written, I think, over 50 fan fictions for it over several different accounts. I have been name dropped by other fans in their fan work. Um, if you ever read the fan fiction or you saw my Twitter display name was Petunia Mariah Rhubarb. Lives yeah, in my yeah, yeah, yeah. Petunia is amazing. And I was a big enough fan at one point that when the series was redesigned for Netflix, the two artists, Elena and Olivia, who were hired by DreamWorks to redesign, we were on a first name basis. Huh. Oh my god. I would come into their streams and they were excited to see me. I've had an interesting ride with this franchise, and it just keeps getting weirder. Yes. (laughs) I'd like to apologize to anyone involved with Veggie Tales for just how sacrilege I'm about to be this entire episode. (laughs) Oh, God. Me and Randy are going to be tag teaming today with just how merciless we're going to roast this shit. (laughs) (laughs) I... The internet gave me religious trauma, and I'm going to make you all deal with it. (laughs) I'll be amazed if somehow we don't have a bunch of religious debates if this episode goes on YouTube or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm ready. Oh, have you visited that part of the internet where it's like the hyper-evangelical conspiracy web? Where I happened to stumble upon this dollar store Fox News bullshit. Like, it made InfoWars look like it had a budget. (laughs) I forget what it was, but it was like Hollywood aghast as Chris Pratt opens a Bible at Disneyland. It's like, he was hired to do the fucking candlelight processional. What are you talking about? Yeah. (laughs) It was some of the stupidest bullshit in the comments section is insane. For some people, even Chris Pratt isn't right wing enough for them. Amazing. Well, the idea was that this was some major, like, act of defiance. Nobody gives a shit that you're reading the Bible. People give a shit that you're reading in Disneyland when you can just go on all the fucking rides. <laughs> like some right-wingers that say Donald Trump is too far left for them. Oh my uh, god. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The idea here that most of the commenters were echoing was that it was like some act of defiance against the hippie liberal whatever the shit that owns Disneyland, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's this whole thing. But anyways, um, speaking of nostalgia... <laughs> Probably would be good to go into my connections to this. So that all started, I don't remember the exact year, but basically when I was really little, um, my parents had gotten one of the VeggieTales tapes from my godmother, actually, and they had watched it and they actually really enjoyed it probably even more than I did at that point. And that specific one was the one that I mentioned earlier, which is King George and the Ducky, which again, takes a very, maybe not 
kid-friendly Bible story and turns it into something that kids can understand and still get the message from. <laughs> right. And that's what a lot of those early VeggieTales episodes were, was just taking different Bible concepts. And, you know, they'd go kind of half and half. They'd do some episodes that were just straight up retellings of Bible stories and other ones that were takes on other works of pop culture, like Flipper Lou, Snoodle's Tale. Lord of the Rings. Oh uh, yeah. The Lord of the Beans was one of the later ones that I remember seeing that I really enjoyed because that was just a lot of fun. And I basically always really liked this series. Um, at some point, obviously I kind of fell off partially because they stopped making new ones so frequently. And by the time they got to the Netflix version, I had completely lost track of it. But I think it mostly, it generally does still hold up but there's some things that don't yeah it's christian media so there's likely gonna be (laughs) yeah there's still gonna be parts of it that are really kind of like okay this is very obviously christian media but i think for the most part it tends to avoid a lot of that by still being very fun and very well made and something that the whole family can enjoy a lot like um i'd compare it a lot to animaniacs in that regard not as many innuendos as animaniacs certainly (laughs) but (laughs) Animaniacs just made God cry. Animaniacs did whatever the fuck that they wanted. But as far as my relationship to other Christian media, VeggieTales was basically the only thing we watched in my household other than, what I mean is, that was the only Christian media we watched. Other than that, we you know we were Catholic, we went to church and all that, but VeggieTales was the only thing we really went out of our way to watch. Everything else we watched was like Disney and whatever else, really. So it's yeah. not like I was in a household that like, you know, oh, we have to watch Christian media, but it's like, no, this is just a good show. You weren't in a house that threw a tantrum over Fantasia, like merely having the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I've known some people like that. <laughs> that was one of my first memories of seeing a movie on the big screen was seeing not Fantasia, but Fantasia 2000 in the IMAX screen that the Luxor used to have. Huge IMAX screen. Yeah, yeah. And I remember being absolutely terrified at the Firebird Suite. Because that one is kind of intense. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, poor little three-year-old me was not prepared for that. It's kind of funny that we mentioned how they would make a lot of these Bible stories more kid-friendly. Meanwhile, this movie, it follows the story fucked up ending and everything. Yeah, it does. There's a few little things to kind of clean up to, I guess, save it from a PG-13 rating because it was VeggieTales. But they did follow the story pretty beat for beat. And anything that was added was added to elongate the story because it is actually one of the smallest uh, chapters in the Bible. That's right. Yeah. I actually owned a book of the Jonah story as a kid and they just completely cut out the ending. And because it was like this girl going through a mirror to watch the story unfold. It's like, yeah, we're just gonna lie to the kid that nothing bad happened to Jonah after that. Alice in (laughs) Bible Land. So is this from the same people that made Joshua in the Promised Land? Probably. Hold on to your seat, let's go for a ride. Now that we're here on the homophobic side. No! (laughs) Oh god. Do not use your imagination. You will go to hell. <laughs> figment has entered the chat. <laughs> we need a Jesus figment popcorn bucket. <laughs> yes. Topical. So uh, to get into my relationship with Veggie Tales real quick, I don't have one, actually. Really? <laughs> but with Christian media in general, I was that little asshole who would watch TBN in the mornings, like shit like Bible Man colby's clubhouse solely to mock it (laughs) yeah that's valid i was that kind of kid so you were an atheist youtuber before youtube was even invented (laughs) 
Yeah, I was agnostic before I knew I was agnostic. Go figure. Every time I get annoyed with Christianity, there's a small part of me that fears I'm just gonna suddenly turn into Ricky Gervais or something. Oh, God, no. I mean, I wouldn't because I'm trans, but... (laughs) Well, thank God. I mean, I do want to say that the extent of my relationship with VeggieTales is that Mariah actually showed me one of the Christmas specials a long time ago. I can't believe I forgot it until just now. Yeah, which which one was it again, Mariah? If I'm remembering correctly, we were actually watching The Toy That Saved Christmas, that first one that I had. Yeah. I remember it was you and my friend Jim, and my friend Jim I also know through VeggieTales, and you were just kind of vibing with it, and then we got to the silly song, which is Oh Santa, which is like the best silly song with Larry ever. Yeah. And yeah. you were like, this is actually funny. Yeah. I'm from the IRS. <laughs> I repressed so much of that. And still, I think I had a better time watching that than I did this, actually, so. I always felt like when they did the Bible stories wasn't nearly as fun as when they did their own story and just tied it to the Bible. Yeah, yeah. like, you gotta make the show accessible for the kids who are bored as shit with going to church. <laughs> See, I'm not sure if, I'm, I'm assuming Chandler would be the only one who would know what I'm talking about here, but the Minnesota Cuke duology that they did I think balanced it perfectly because it was an Indiana Jones parody, but it was about him finding Bible artifacts. And as an adult, it's like, this is how you do it. I love Minnesota Cute. That one was one of my favorites. Yeah. Hobby Lobby has entered the chat. (laughs) (laughs) AKA the beginning of Larry and Petunia's sexual tension. The malt shop in Malta. Where's the Veggie Tales where Larry and Bob buy biblical artifacts from uh, terrorist groups? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they never did a Da Vinci Code parody. Yeah, they could call it the Hobby Lobby Code. (laughs) (laughs) I guess they couldn't because they already had Larry Boy was basically a Batman parody, but I was amazed. Well, I I guess maybe they could have made Veggie Tales Justice League if they really wanted to. The League of Incredible Vegetables exists. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I repress that. Oh, my gosh. The League of what now? The League of Incredible Vegetables. There's a Newsboys song about it. So they did a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen parody. Okay, why not? It sounds like that, but it was more like an Avengers parody or Justice League parody. They were definitely trying to <laughs> cash in on the Avengers, but it felt more like a Justice League parody. Yeah. And they're also, it was in that really, I don't want to say like that really bad phase of VeggieTales movies because that makes me sound like so ridiculous talking about VeggieTales. But there was a phase where they were using iconography and titles to evoke parody without doing the parody work itself. Um, like there was one that was called McLarry and the stinky cheese battle. And it was made to look like it was going to be parodying how to train your dragon. And there was nothing there. And oh. League of incredible vegetables was very similar. There was the, the first Larry boys parodied Batman and then Spider-Man and they did the parody well. And they're funny. League of incredible vegetables was just like, there was one really funny Thor joke in it. Um, but other than that, it was just like, they are superheroes that are working together. And that's the joke. Yeah. Was this kind of around the time they were starting to prepare the new Netflix series? It was kind of right before it, because the last, I think four or five they did before they jumped to Netflix were some of the better ones. Like I actually really liked the last three or four they did before they jumped to Netflix, but it was in the years leading up to those last three or four. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny that there was a How to Train Your Dragon parody given that they're owned by DreamWorks now. So, Okay, I gotta be honest here. I was gonna save this for later in the episode, but I just want to say Larry the Cucumber has a very punchable face. <laughs> <laughs> like extremely fucking punchable. 
Oh, poor Larry. <laughs> and the reason I'm saying that is because I just looked up the VeggieTales Netflix art. Somehow he looks even worse. Oh, yeah. That art style's horrible. Don't you mean he has the most peelable face? Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's got hurt, though. And it doesn't help that that series was apparently made by Doug Tenapple. So. Uh, I really love Elena and Olivia. I really liked their humanized art of the series. The art for the Netflix series was just not it. (laughs) I'm just not sure why they even had to change the models. The original ones were fine. What was wrong with them? I think that was mandated by Doug Tenaple and he wanted to look more like zany cartoony rather than, I guess, the realistic cartoony VeggieTales had kind of leaned into before. And yet Doug Tenaple is not the most problematic person involved with this franchise. Woof. I would say God is the most problematic person involved with the VeggieTales franchise. (laughs) I mean, mean, considering just how many babies and innocent people he's killed. Also, he did wipe out the entire Earth with a flood because he decided he didn't like those people anymore. Not the entire Earth. He saved Noah. Oh, oh yeah. He he saved like one guy. But of course, wiping out the city of Nineveh was too far. Yeah, that's the thing. We're skipping ahead, but God is okay with letting someone die because they didn't want to go save a town that hates them? Holy shit. I get what they were going for, like the whole God loves you even if you aren't acting in the way that he should and I get they were kind of trying to go for a message about how like you should still show compassion towards people because they're people, but I don't know. Uh, Randy, do you want to get into your history? So as someone who grew up Catholic, then Episcopalian. I'm sorry. Aww. <laughs> then briefly experimented with Wicca, then back to Christianity, then agnostic, then experimented with theistic Satanism, then agnostic again, and now decided to fully go into a uh, Celtic pagan leaning witch. Yes. <laughs> Man, this episode's gonna piss off all the right people. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> I actually never really grew up with VeggieTales. Uh, I never really watched Christian media outside of like Sunday school or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that's I valid. never really absorbed a lot of it. But I remember that there was like this one uh, Christian program. Like I went to some sort of church camp where we did do like some VeggieTales thing. I can't remember what it was. And I wore a blueberry costume. Oh, you would have been so cute. Oh, <laughs> Uh, would have been better if we were worshipping Odin, but... <laughs> I would love it if Kid U just came in in a full Krampus outfit. Yes. <laughs> well, one day, horns and all. I think it would be amazing if they, like, made a Veggie Tales for, like, every religion. <laughs> I am evil Randy. I am evil Randy. Oh, I'm also um, a member of the Satanic Temple, so you can jot that down for my religion, too. Just for the record... Evil Randy would be non-gothic. She would be the sweetest person you've ever met. Never (laughs) swears, never did drugs. Evil Randy would be a sober, straight-edge, church-going white girl (laughs) who has, like, three kids and wears, like, beige cardigans and scarves and stuff, is really into fall but thinks Halloween is evil. Oh, God. (laughs) So what you're saying is Evil Randy would be Mormon? Ah, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, okay, and then into my history. So once upon a time, a person mistranslated the Bible and it ruined the world. <laughs> yeah. Huzzah. Once upon Hooray. a time, someone just wrote the Bible and it ruined the world. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have complicated feelings on Christianity and 
and well, not all religion in general, because a lot of religions are really cool. And then Christianity is, well, I grew up Catholic because my family was Catholic. And so fun fact, my parents thought that the Mormons were too far for them. Oh, God. <laughs> I think the Mormons are too far for a lot of people. <laughs> so your parents are the way that they are, but the Mormons are out of line. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this much. They weren't so Christian that I wasn't allowed to like watch Ed, Ed and Eddie or anything like that. Yeah, like, yeah. In fact, they, I, my mom was actually very chill with me listening to an Avril Lavigne CD with a ton of swearing on it. So there's that. <laughs> and yet you got in trouble for saying serious shit after watching Back to the Future. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. So most Christian media, especially Christian kids media, I usually either riff the hell out of or I just have a very negative reaction to by default even if it's not always that bad like there's only a couple of exceptions to this number one prince of egypt because that movie's a masterpiece damn straight oh yeah then number two veggie tales it was actually the only part i enjoyed going to well i didn't have sunday school but i had this weekly church meeting yeah it was basically the only good part i was gonna say um, i refuse to classify prince of egypt as a christian movie that is a jewish movie Agreed. Yeah, and so I got into VeggieTales. The first one was the Rubber Ducky one that I ever saw, and then we got a couple of tapes, and one of them was actually the sing-along tape for this movie, which I think I've watched way more times than this movie, actually. <laughs> so there's a sing-along tape of this with only just a couple songs. What else do they just pad it with? So what they do is they include songs from other tapes that are somewhat relevant to the message, and they have this story throughout it that Archibald refused. Wasn't it like a whole behind-the-scenes thing? Yeah, it was. It was where Archibald was refusing to come out of his dressing room because he got terrified of the whale-swallowing aspect, and so it, the whole movie is about how, well, not movie, tape, is about how Larry and Bob are trying to find ways to get him to come out and talking about the movie, and Larry is just such a delightful dick throughout it. Like, at one point, he tells Archibald, Larry, that's not very compassionate. You're going to hurt Archibald's feelings. It's called tough love, Bob. <laughs> so, so in universe, in the universe where, you know, we see the countertop, where that's the framing device for most episodes. Yep. So in that universe, Jonah is a movie that they filmed. Absolutely. <laughs> sure, why the hell not? So this is actually very relevant to the plot, but I have to bring this up. Have you guys ever heard of the guy who very recently actually was swallowed by a whale? Oh my god, yeah. Oh shit, no? I think this actually happened in Massachusetts. He was a lobster diver of, yeah, Provincetown. This happened in Provincetown. Yes, because Massachusetts is very famous for its whale inhabitants. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, we got whales here. <laughs> Oh, no, I was being sarcastic. You guys actually are famous for whales. Okay, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a Boston Whale Watch. Okay, the more you learn. So in an alternate universe, there's a Star Trek movie where they went to Maine instead of San Francisco. And Kirk Thatcher's still in there, and then his character still shows up in Homecoming. So yeah, the guy actually did... Well, he didn't really get swallowed by a whale. Whale throats are extremely small because all they ever eat is krill and fish. So he was in the whale's mouth but he was, like, immediately spat out. Still needed to go to the hospital, because, you know, you were just in a whale's mouth. You're gonna need to go to a hospital, but yeah. Whales cannot swallow people, thank God. Oh, thank God. He said he wants us to go to the back of the throat. 
Either that or a root beer float. Something about a root beer float. I don't know. <laughs> so I actually did see this movie in theaters, but I didn't really remember it all that well. These were in theaters? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember going to go see this in theaters. My family got matching shirts. I think that a bunch of local churches were also saying, we're going to all go see Jonah, kids. <laughs> I actually didn't go to one of those, but I did see it with my family. And funny enough, on that exact same night, like with the movie... We had car issues going home. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it was a prophecy, man. Did anybody blame you for it, Kit? No, they didn't, thankfully. It was just... <laughs> Did you get shot at by a porcupine? Maybe. I cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> but yes, you were. Yay. It's why i am just spent my whole life living in a state of delusion. All right, so do you guys want to get into the movie? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Although I should probably mention that the story of the production of this movie is kind of insane. Yeah, let's get into it real quick. This movie apparently sunk a big idea. Like, well, among a bunch of other things, like a Lyric Studios contract and, oh man. There was a lot of trouble backstage with this. Good yes. God. So much happening within the company. Yeah, it it's kind of hard not to see why, because, well... Actually, another fun fact, I decided randomly to watch this movie when quarantine began, so... Oh my god. Imagine how bizarre it was to see the part where they mentioned don't eat bats in a song. Oh. That's aged... I don't know how it aged. <laughs> I mean, the Bible did send plagues, so... Yeah, thanks a lot, God. Good lord, pun intended. <laughs> This is why I started worshipping Kernunos instead. It's okay. God will save me from the pandemic. Dies. God, why didn't you save me from the pandemic? God, well, I made a vaccine. What else do you want? <laughs> Fuck them, anti-vaxxers. I hope none of them ever see God and go right to hell. Huzzah! Have you guys ever heard, like, the theory that pretty much modern-day Christianity actually isn't God, but an evil, like, spirit or some sort of trickster posing as God, tricking these people into being, like, stupid, idiotic bigots. I can see it. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I would not be surprised out. by that. I mean, so much of the history of Christianity is people using it to justify horrible, horrible things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, just look at Candace Cameron. Yep. You gotta give VeggieTales credit. They never once tried to demonize other religions or not believing. For the most part. I'm surprised they didn't go that route. I'm surprised they legitimately showed restraint. Veggie Tales, we won't judge you for your religion unless you live in Nineveh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a real city, by the way. Yeah, and I ran, so I'm a little concerned what that meant in the Bible and how they viewed Middle Eastern people, but anyway. I'm actually looking up Nineveh right now. It is an ancient Assyrian city in Mesopotamia. And let's see, the wickedness of Nineveh was, guess what? They worshipped false gods. Oh. Uh, Although there was another thing they were doing. Um, Let's see. Sworn enemies of God's people, savagely cruel. They at times skinned their enemies alive and hung their skins on their city walls as a warning. Hey, Jonah, you should totally go there. It'll be fine. Yeah, in VeggieTales, <laughs> I can see why they changed it to fish slapping. <laughs> we will have things to say about that. Although it is funny looking back at how much 
python influenced veggie tales like the joshua and the promised land tape was basically the holy grail parody and this had the fish slapping from flying circus so <laughs> so fun fact about the uh, holy grail parody of them on the wall is that the french peas actually originally appeared in an earlier episode um, it was uh, dave and the giant pickle and it was very much the same idea they were french accents this one they actually had subtitles underneath <laughs> of them oh yeah i remember that they're just mocking the israelites and then when they knew they're doing the story of joshua they're like we need to put them on the wall so that people <laughs> understand the reference was intentional with slurpees too so to start this off here's my first question how the fuck can asparagus play guitar without arms how can a tomato drive without hands they have this whole thing where they just like use the force and that's like their arms and legs i guess yep hold up i thought witchcraft was supposed to be evil (laughs) (laughs) get your facts straight And also the fact that in the theme song, Larry says, Bob, I don't have any hands. And it's like, that didn't stop you in the show. There's multiple times in the series where you see Larry playing a guitar when the whole joke in the theme song is when he's like, you play the guitar, Bob, I don't have any hands. It would just be really fucked up if all of a sudden these buff fucking arms just popped out of Dad Asparagus's torso and he just starts fucking wailing on guitar like Van Halen. (laughs) I was a wimp before Anchor Arms. Now I'm a jerk and everybody loves me. (laughs) In 1975, one movie made audiences afraid to go into the water. In 1978, they did it again. In 1983, they did it again, but in 3D. In 1987... It was personal. Now, one movie is going to have you screaming with laughter. (coughs) From the creator of Podcast Tonighted and the Molly and Pippin Show comes Sharks. Starring Matt Lavasser, Chandler Desrochers, and Tony Goldmark. Sharks. A biting satire. Swimming to YouTube, summer 2023, from Fireblast Studios. Alright, so the framing device for the story is that Bob, Asparagus Dad, and the kids all are going to a Twippo concert, and then a bunch of shenanigans happen and their car crashes, and everybody's mad at each other because of things that happened during the ride, and then these pirates overhear them at the seafood restaurant they're all lounging at, and then they decide to tell them the story of Jonah to teach them compassion and mercy. And here's the thing. What makes that fall flat instantly is the fact that almost everything that happens is directly dad asparagus's fault yeah why the fuck is he swinging a guitar around like a jackass in the front seat hitting bob several times almost making them crash (laughs) and then when they do crash eventually they face the wrath of these fucking asshole porcupines. Porcupines are evil. Like, they'll get you killed by a lion if they shoot their quills into a lion and it can't hunt. And this whole time, Bob just keeps getting battered by all of Dad Asparagus's shenanigans and everything that Dad Asparagus causes. And the movie treats it as if Bob is supposed to feel bad about treating Dad Asparagus like shit. 
Dannisberg has almost got them all killed in a car accident. Like, yeah, why is he supposed to forgive him for that? Or even if, even if he forgives him, he's not supposed to give him a second chance at driving with him again. The fuck? I actually forgot Asparagus' dad had a wife until he mentioned it. So when I was rewatching this a while back, I remember thinking, are they a couple in this, he and Bob? <laughs> They're Polly. Do these vegetables have sex? That's what I want to know. <laughs> this is the same rabbit hole you go down when you start trying to figure out anything with the Cars universe. You just go down this rabbit hole and you can never come back up. It's like quicksand. The VeggieTales universe peddled so cars could drive. Now, of course, these vegetables being Christian, if they do have sex, it's got to be, you know, lights off, three minute missionary, no sounds whatsoever. <laughs> Strictly for the purpose of procreation. Missionary. Ah. <laughs> Which brings us back to deviant art. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and then we also have Laura, who keeps fucking gloating about the fact that she's going to be meeting Twippo because she won a sweepstakes, apparently. And I can't be the only one who thought this. That ticket looked exactly like the Weird Al show logo. It did! Oh my god! Man, we could be watching the Weird Al show right now. In fact, let's do that. Yeah, we could. Burn the tapes. Bye, guys. (laughs) The John Tesh episode, but Al's trying to get Twippo on the show. (laughs) I mean, John Tesh is a religious asswipe, so... Yep. (laughs) Makes sense. I think it would be so funny if, like, in the real human world, the VeggieTales vegetables were just normal vegetables so al does get twippo on his show but it's just a regular asparagus like (laughs) it's just a regular asparagus in like an elvis costume with the star-shaped monocle (laughs) oh yes (laughs) oh yeah I'm, i'm jumping ahead but like why is twippo just elvis with a monocle Oh, God, you don't think he was a Michael Jackson parody, do you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, because the thing is, the song that we hear at the beginning of the movie sounds like a a shitty campfire song. It doesn't sound like a pop song at all. Oh, so he's a Christian rock star. I think he's supposed to be like a children's entertainer like Raffi. Like, that was the vibe I kind of got. He makes jars of clay look like Metallica in comparison. All I'm going to say is I can't wait to see Twippo at Waves of Glory at SeaWorld. Oh, God. Yeah. Yay. They actually, in the, the Song of the Cebu, they have that one line, oh, here's me and Bob at SeaWorld. <laughs> and Bob is like getting thrown up in the air by a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening to the Yorkers at SeaWorld is just revenge for Jonah. All right, zoom in, zoom in. Ah, fuck, there's the Olsen twins. <laughs> damn, it. <laughs> damn it, it's them again. <laughs> also, how do vegetables own animals? Yeah, animals exist in this universe somehow. Wouldn't the animals eat them? Yes. Which, by the way, once again, going back to the fucking porcupines. Listen, I know animal cruelty is bad and everything, but I would gladly punt the little asshole who shot Bob, thinking it was his fault. Yeah. Like, you did that out of spite, you little motherfucker. I'm sorry, I'll delete that joke if you guys want me to. It's up to you. <laughs> yeah, it's a porcupine. Who cares? <laughs> no, they're so cute, though. Yeah. yeah. It's a CGI porcupine. It doesn't know God. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, as a child, my biggest fear was porcupines because I thought they could shoot their quills. Well, now I'm fully aware that that's just a myth and that they're basically just hedgehogs on steroids and they are adorable. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, going back to Laura real quick. So she gloats to Junior Asparagus that she has the ticket. 
And then she instantly finds out when she fucks around. Because, again, thanks to Dad Asparagus's bullshit, the ticket blows out the window. Which is a joke that can only work in 2002, because now we have online tickets and your ticket is basically saved in their database. Yeah, but if you printed out your ticket, you're a little bit screwed. But why can't they just reprint the ticket at the box office? Hell, when I went to go see Book of Mormon, I accidentally deleted the email that I had gotten when I won the $20 ticket. Uh, they were still able to reprint it for me at the box office, so I don't know why they wouldn't have some record of whoever won this contest, you know? And then later on at the end, when Junior makes up with her, he offers her his ticket, which, what the fuck's he gonna do? Is he just gonna stand outside the stadium while everyone's having fun? Well, spoiler, Twippo does show up at the end and basically let them come to the concert for free, so... Okay, yeah, I know, I know we're jumping ahead already, but... Good God, that plot twist was some fucking bullshit. Was Jonah immortal? How does this... Was he cursed with immortality and so now he just has to walk through humanity and just try to fix everything? Um... So is Twippo Jonah's tethered? Yep. (laughs) How the fuck does this work? And that's not even getting into the the caterpillar who shows up too. Speaking of characters we want to punt. (laughs) Oh my fucking god. The caterpillar is racist. Very fucking racist. Not like the caterpillar hates different colored people or stuff. No, the caterpillar is literally like a racist caricature of like Middle Eastern people. He's a poo, basically. Yeah. He's somehow even more offensive than a poo. Yeah. VeggieTales hates Muslims, everybody. Uh-huh. He is this movie's Jar Jar Binks. I don't get why Christians hate Muslims so much. You guys worship, like, the same dude. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Also, I gotta say that even though I felt bad for Bob in the car, I did get a huge laugh out of, yeah, driving to the river, Bob. Driving to the river, Bob. Sacrifice the tomato. I mean, I'm pretty sure Bob did have the urge to drive in the river with everybody in that car, so... (laughs) He just hops out last minute. The porcupine gave him a head start. I mean, I'm not saying I would agree with the decision to let everybody in the car die, but I'd understand. It's very godlike to murder multiple people. Ah! (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this is kind of off topic, but uh, there was the one episode where Larry was Moses, and they did the thing where the water turned into blood, except it wasn't blood, it was tomato juice. Oh my god. What? <laughs> and they had Bob react to it. That's still blood. In their That's universe. blood in the vegetable world. Yeah. So after that, they crash the car, and they stumble onto the seafood joint. Side note, I love seafood restaurants that have, like, fish tanks in them, because it's like... Like, you get to eat their brethren in front of them, and they have to sit there and watch. (laughs) (laughs) But, Dad, I thought fish were friends! (laughs) Shut up and eat your Nemo! Also, steak, steak, eat it, eat it, shrimp, shrimp! Need it, need it, steak and shrimp. The one thing I'll give this movie is that the songs are a lot more catchy than they have any right to be. They're really good. They really are. I also gotta give this movie credit is that when a lot of movies were very clearly trying to follow in the wake of Shrek and really try to follow up on what Shrek did without doing it right. I'm so glad this movie for the most part stayed true to Big Idea instead. This movie knows it's not going to get any Oscars but that doesn't mean it can't put out any bangers. Yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. No celebrities in the voice cast either which is nice. Do you guys want to know why that is? Oh really? So Jonah was not supposed to be the feature length Big Idea production film. Originally, Jonah was supposed to be transitional 
between 30 minute movies, which they had been doing into 45 minute movies. So that way they were able to then release the feature length Bob and Larry movie, which the script still exists for. So when they were writing Jonah, it was originally supposed to only be 45 minutes, but then the writers were having too much fun with the Bob and dad asparagus framing device that the opening stretched on for like 15, 20, 30 minutes but it was too funny and Phil Vischer didn't have the heart to cut any of it. So he just let them keep working on that script. And oh. then Jonah became a full feature kind of by accident. Oh. But that's why there's no celebrity voices and all the characters are kind of still contained within the world of Tales, with the exception of skipping ahead a bit here, the angel choir in the uh, kind of climax. Yeah, right. sure. Okay. And it does amuse me to a lot that Larry's pirate design is basically Jack one whole year before Jack Sparrow was conceived. It is. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Oh, yeah. Veg men tell no tales. Crucified men tell no tales. Steam up me hearties, (laughs) yo-ho. On that, another fun fact is that the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything movie, which was the second and so far only other theatrically released VeggieTales film, that script was also written before the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie came out. (laughs) There were a couple of like minor tweaks here and there because it came out in 2008, I believe. But that's why it's not a parody of the Pirates franchise. Um, And it is kind of its own thing. Yeah, and the pirates kind of butt their nose into the whole situation. And they don't really mind their business when Junior calls them out on it. They basically become Forrest Gump and they're like, we're going to tell you their entire story and how it relates to you. (laughs) Hey, kids, just so you know, if you're alone in a restaurant and three men dressed as pirates start randomly talking to you, it's okay. They have a fun Bible story for you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, either that or it's Patchy the Pirate. Hey, Patchy, what are you doing in that white van? Ah! <laughs> I got free candy for the kitties! Free gummy crabby patties! <laughs> oh, I could go for one of those. Yes. I'm on my way to meet Big Time Rush! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, what the fuck was that crossover about? <laughs> It was Mariah Wrights. That's what it was. Yeah, it was. It was Mariah Wrights. But the fact that there was no proper advertising for it, you were just watching this big time Rush special, and then all of a sudden, Patchy the goddamn pirate shows up, (laughs) and you just fucking roll with it, and... 2010 me it was here for it. I'm not even going to lie. Yes. Well, see, I didn't care even remotely for Big Time Rush, so that would have been a huge improvement if I had been watching that episode. Be like, oh, <laughs> shoot, it's someone from something I actually enjoy watching. That's actually the only episode of Big Time Rush I've ever seen because it was one of those hotel movies I was watching, so... <laughs> you know what that means. Yay! We have to cover it now. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, we probably will, though. So like I was saying, I'm very sure that the Pirates movies were, you know, in production before VeggieTales came out, but I still think it would have been so funny if a Disney executive took his kid to see this or whatever and then saw the fucking Pirates and were like, I got a great fucking idea. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, this was the year they decided to release the Country Bears instead, which is clearly a cinematic masterpiece. (laughs) Uh, Compared to VeggieTales. Depending on who you ask, yes. (laughs) I know for a fact that I did not see that in theaters, so I went to see VeggieTales in theaters. At least the Country Bears aren't trying to indoctrinate and guilt trip me. (laughs) Also, that opening song that Jonah sings will be stuck in my head forever. I need to shout out this line real quick from the song. 
We'll live long and happy lives with our kids, our sheep, and wives. Uh... <laughs> Co-directed by Hypnotist Sappho. What you do with your kids, your sheep and wife is not my business, but I still reserve the right to call the cops. <laughs> you know, I know we make fun of how they were basically being preachy as hell, but the pirates really are the best characters in the movie. Hell yeah, that's why they got their own movie. Yeah. For some reason, in this biblical time period, that was also at the same time, apparently, only a few years ago, they have mailmen, TVs, gospel... And Cheetos! And Cheetos! Yeah, this mailman who keeps getting the shit kicked out of him during the song. Compassion and mercy, everybody! <laughs> Fuck that mailman! He's just trying to deliver your messages that aren't religious! Wait a minute. It's a song where they mention eating bats, and they treat the mailman like shit. This is 2020! Oh my oh. god! And trying to justify the shit you're doing with your sheep and your kids, it's also 2020. I do want to point out that they also say don't eat pigs, which is obviously a reference to back then. They basically put it in the Bible that you shouldn't eat pork, mainly because most of the time when people cook pork, they did it wrong and got sick. Yeah. <laughs> Probably should have listened to Don't Eat Bats for that exact same reason. Also, this goddamn song also has the lyric, don't do drugs, stay in school, because of course it fucking does. <laughs> what would weed look like in this universe? Like, would it be the rumor weed? No, it'd just be weed. <laughs> Is cannabis in this universe alive? Does cannabis scream when you roll it into a joint and light it up? Yes. <laughs> You basically turn it into ground meat and then burn it. <laughs> Look, we just need, like, a sausage party-esque parody of VeggieTales already. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> we don't need a sausage party-style parody of anything, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about the character of Jonah for a little bit. So going back to the whole thing with the mailman, the joke here is that Jonah is described as basically a messenger of God, like a mailman. So I guess that excuses beating up the mailman? I don't know. I, I gotta say, the minute Jonah walked into frame, I instantly knew I was gonna hate this motherfucker. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. he's a bit of a whiny asshole. <laughs> he's a bitch. Every possible definition of the word bitch he fits it. We also find out later he's a fucking sellout because he has, like, exclusive plushes and merch of his fucking ugly mug. Don't turn me into a marketable plushie, no! <laughs> <laughs> I thought I remembered that Jonah was, like, surprised and confused as to why he had the plushies, but rewatching, it's like, no, he, he like, actually approved of all of that. <laughs> Yeah. Now, the the thing with Jonah is that I know that they were, when they were working on this movie, they went through a couple different ideas for who it would be actually being Jonah. They had thought about maybe Bob or maybe Junior, but decided that Archibald was the best one for it. I think I'd probably agree with that in that I couldn't think of anyone else who we would do that would be better, but he's not my favorite character by any means. He kind of works better as a side character. Yeah, he works better as a side character. It's weird to follow him for the whole story. Yeah. The one thing that I definitely remember about watching this for the first time as a child, and I do not have a lot of memories of watching this for the first time as a child, given that I saw it in theaters and watched it so many times since that it's practically become ingrained. I do remember thinking it was weird that Archibald was the character we're following, even as an anti-hero sort of character, because up until this point, as a kid, you're supposed to relate to Larry, and he'd yeah. always been some degree of antagonistic towards Larry. 
And I remember even as a kid watching him kind of get along with the pirates, I was like, huh? You know, I gotta be honest. Jonah was low-key an asshole, but also, I really was rooting for him. Yeah, I did feel bad for him, given that God is basically a sociopath. God is a fucking asshole who basically says in this universe, if you decide not to save a nation of people who want you dead, you and the people associated with you deserve to die in a shipwreck. So it's either go get killed there or I'll kill you myself. I mean, this is the same guy who told this one guy, hey, go kill your brother if you really love me. And then when the guy was actually about to do it, he said, whoa, 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 dude, I was just kidding. I didn't think you were going to actually do it. I was just testing you. And they wonder why so many of us refuse to be religious anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He also sent a bear to kill some children because they made fun of an old man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Also, when everybody's asking Jonah what the word is for the day, say it with me, guys. Come on, we all knew it was coming. Also, this is a nitpick, but when they were talking about the cheese curls and they actually show what the cheese curls looked like, I was like, those are not curls. Those are triangles. Get it right. They're they're cheese balls, dude. Just say balls. You can say balls in a Bible show. So Jonah is able to have inner monologues with God, I guess. Because the way he gets his missions is that he basically argues with himself, but is he actually hearing God mentally? What is going on here? I don't- Jonah, I think you need a prescription. (laughs) I mean, if I'm talking to spirits, I just use a pendulum. I don't need to, like, get it through my head. (laughs) Also, pretty much all the songs for this movie are really good, but the Nineveh song one was- Eh, kind of forgettable. Are you coming for No It Cannot Be? Because I will fight you. (laughs) Fight, 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 Let's do it. I will say, I don't know if it's actually a good song upon first listen, but it is a song that having watched it as many times as I have, it has grown on me a lot. And I can sing that one word for word, and I... could not tell you word for word a message from the Lord. I will give it credit. At points, it reminded me a little of the next right thing, so... But you know what? I will say, I love the fact that VeggieTales took the L and gave us an imagined spot where God smites a bunch of vegetables. Yeah! <laughs> that was fucking great. Say what you will about God, he's an excellent cook. Also, the 2D animation in that sequence also looked really good. So it's here that we find out that, as we mentioned earlier, that... God, I guess, wants Jonah to go to Nineveh so that he can spread his word and turn them into better people, but obviously he doesn't want to, and why should he? They all hate him. Yeah. Because he's gonna get skinned alive and then have his flesh outside the city. I I mean, he's gonna get slapped with a fist. That's it. That's all that's gonna happen. (laughs) The story says that because Jonah's an Israelite, Nineveh does not like Israelites in the slightest, so they are usually victims to a lot of crimes. Also, that's apparently where they make said cheese curls, so there's probably some unethical work practices going on out here. Also, they have a fucking Scottish boat owner whose name is Angus. (laughs) Why the fuck not? His actor's name, if you're running on the logic of, you know, like that is Archibald Asparagus playing Jonah, he is Scooter because he first appeared in a very loose Star Trek parody where he was supposed to be Scotty because he's the one beaming them up, which is why he's Scottish. Also, this and the Muppets both have orange characters named Scooter. Love it. Why did I never put that together? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
So then Jonah's just going out of his way to try to escape, and then he ends up meeting with the pirates. And I just gotta love that the pirates are like, we don't do anything, but they can somehow manage a ship. And it's a nice ship. Yeah. Early in the movie, they established that they're well aware that they're bad at living up to their name. You know, we call ourselves the pirates who don't do anything, but that's not entirely accurate. Oh yeah, remember when we did that one thing with that one guy? Oh, do I ever. And the fact that when they're trying to get a job, they just list all sorts of random bullshit. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so do we want to talk about Khalil? Uh, No. The problem with Khalil for me personally is that he was a huge comfort character for me as a child when I was obviously not young enough to understand the implications of the voice acting. That's fair. It's okay. One of my all-time favorite songs as a child was the Siamese song from Lady and the Tramp. Oh. And I loved the Dumbo Crow. Yeah. Now I know, thank God. We all got better. I think for me with Khalil... There is enough there that I can extract that if this was Tim Hodge, who was the creative involved with VeggieTales, who did the voice, um, if this was him doing like an American accent, there was enough involved that I could take it out that there's still enough of Khalil for me to like that didn't revolve around the stereotype. Yeah, that's but valid. I know for a lot of people, that line isn't as easy to cross, and yeah. a lot of the stereotype is still very uncomfortable. Of course, yeah. I mean, not to mention that some of his physical features are are pretty Middle Eastern as well, so I can understand that also being very offensive, and I do agree for what it's worth. I will give him credit. He does have a couple of lines that made me chuckle, like him basically doing the BoJack audiobook joke. It was pretty legendary at the end where he fucking roasted Jonah for everything he's worth. Yeah, that was great. (laughs) You saved this city and you still want it to be genocided? So I think the way that they kind of worked with it was, because the story mentioned that the plant that Jonah's resting under at the end gets destroyed by a worm. So I think they kind of took that and were like, okay, we have to have this worm be a character. And they kind of went backwards from there and made him the comedic relief. Yeah. I'm sure that's how it came about. But yeah, the problem is he's just not very, like, it it is kind of hard to separate him from that stereotype. So how can we make Mushu as offensive as possible? Yeah. Exactly. That's kind of how it is. Well, obviously have him be voiced by a white guy in Mulan 2. Yeah, I forgot all about that. That was a dumpster fire. (laughs) But also, I don't think anybody on the VeggieTales creative team actually knows a person of color. So Mike Naraku is married to a Colombian woman. Oh, Oh, So even though she wasn't directly involved with the creative team, they were aware that people of color and their struggles existed. Actually, um, the silly song Dance of the Cucumber came up with the idea because Mike was in the car with his at-the-time girlfriend, now wife, and she was listening to a song in Colombian that was basically calling all Americans stupid, and she was translating the jokes to him. Good for the Colombian. And he was like, this is a really funny (laughs) concept, and so that's where that song came out of. I want to listen to that song. (laughs) I love that one. That one's (laughs) fantastic. What do you mean I can't dance? I can dance? But what about Uncle Louie's polka party? Didn't you see me dancing at Uncle Louie's polka party? I I just love the Epcot references, because there is not an Argentina pavilion in Epcot. So they decide to figure out who's causing this giant-ass storm when it happens and buy a game of Go Fish. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, this storm that once again, God clearly establishes Jonah deserves this. Why don't you go to Nineveh, God? You're immortal. You won't get hurt by the fish. You can speak to anyone. Like, again, Jonah isn't the only one who wants the Nineveh smite, smited, sp- smitten i don't know (laughs) why don't you go after those assholes instead i mean not that they are assholes but still i will say that a tiny caterpillar is far more accurate to what a whale could swallow so also we got to talk about second chances that song best song in the movie you can never go wrong with a gospel tune i'm just saying that song is fucking amazing it's so good I mean, that's why Hercules slaps. Yes. (laughs) And also, there's the fact that they have a fucking boat motor just lying around on the ship. (laughs) I love how this show, like, constantly throws you, like, um, oh, maybe they are actually gonna, like, be able to get out of this, and then boom, some bullshit happens. (laughs) And it's directly Khalil's fault that they lose the fucking thing. That fucker just decides, oh yeah, I'm gonna shoot myself out of the cannon, even though I'm way too tiny to rescue him from a whale. Oh yeah, and to make it even more insulting, Jonah keeps calling Khalil Carlisle. Yeah. Good fucking lord. Jonah, you fucking racist. Jonah has been such an asshole to this caterpillar the whole time, and then has the nerve to be sad at the end when he's like, I'm finding a new traveling buddy. Like, he's annoying, but Jesus, don't misname him. Yeah, especially giving him a white-ass fucking name, too. Yeah. Oh yeah, also, I was gonna say about the freaking like, gospel choir inside the whale, are those, like, all former prophets who are now doomed for all of eternity to just sing this song to any prophet that ended up in the same whale? Probably. Maybe for all we know, God just decided to summon a bunch of prophets and been like, here, try to change his mind with a song. Yeah, somehow this movie goes to wacky pirate shenanigans to I'm going to die inside of a whale because I just obeyed the Lord really fast. (laughs) And then a gospel choir and then getting coughed up by said whale. And more things that predate 2003 Disney movies. Finding Nemo had characters get swallowed by a whale. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's right. That one was way more disgustingly realistic, at least. (laughs) Yeah, can we talk about this friggin' whale for a second? That thing looks more like a prehistoric type of dinosaur fish thing. Most of the animation does look pretty good in this movie, but that design for the whale was kind of... Eh. Yeah. I feel like whoever designed the whale has never seen a whale before, not even a picture, and they all just had to, like, describe what it is. I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt since this was the early 2000s and Big Idea could only do so much with their CG, I'm sure, considering that, yeah, the CG is still good, but it's 2002 CG. What do you expect? They actually did consider doing Noah's Ark as the movie, but animal fur would have been expensive to create in CG, so... At the time. Animals are difficult. They decided on the story of Jonah since whales don't have any fur, but they have a camel in this movie. And it's not like water is expensive to render or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Disney learned that one the hard way. I will say the water does look really good. It does. Like, it's, it's well done. Oh my god, another fact I forgot to mention. This was actually the very first CG animated musical. Really? Yeah. What? This? And it was the third computer animated film to feature no humans after a bug's life and dinosaur and the first one based on a previously existing franchise. It's the highest grossing vegetable movie ever made. Huzzah! I would argue that the Bible is the ultimate no escape. (laughs) You will believe 
that poor CGI can make a profit. Yay! Ah. And it will be your big idea. (laughs) So then they get to Nineveh, and somehow the pirates won a contest. Yeah, they won a contest to visit... I'm sorry, what was the name of the place again? The Cheese Curl Factory. Mr. Twisties. Yeah, Mr. Twisties, which has outsourced labor to Nineveh, the city that everybody talks so much shit about. Also, thinly filled Willy Wonka jokes. <laughs> well, and the fate that the pirates ultimately suffer is about the same as anyone who visits Willy Wonka's factory, so. <laughs> yeah, being skinned alive and then having your flesh put outside the city walls to warn people, I mean slapped with a fish. <laughs> So there's two peas guarding the gates to Nineveh, and these are the same peas who are running the seafood restaurant we saw earlier. So the whole time when the camel is just coming up to the gates, I keep expecting it to not even notice the peas at all and just fucking step on them. <laughs> it would be that fucking easy to get past them. Wait, 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 wait. You could say it was easy peasy. Ah. <laughs> Uh, Thank you. Squish every vegetable I see from now on. I gotta say that the funniest scene in the movie to me is when the yellow pirate is just trying to sell out Larry. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Well, then Jonah sells both of them out after. (laughs) Jonah is just objectively God's worst prophet, I swear. Jonah fucked around and found out. Yeah, you would think a prophet of God would know. Maybe not to try and dodge him. Because he's all-knowing and gonna get pissed off. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so Jonah's fucking stupid. <laughs> so in the VeggieTales universe, are cooking videos considered snuff films? <laughs> <laughs> also, when we were talking about Sausage Party earlier, I just realized Sausage Party is VeggieTales for atheists. It really is. Sausage Party is VeggieTales for LeVayan Satanists. <laughs> Because Anton LaVey was a weird guy and he would have loved this movie. And then we find out the pirates apparently stole from the cheese factory. Although it's not really stealing as they debate later on, which... I thought they were free samples! How many times has any cashier heard that? In all fairness, I'm kind of on their side. (laughs) Because you literally left a bowl of them out in the open. Yeah, it's their fault. Yeah, okay, well, they left those socks out there in the open. Yeah, the socks had a price tag, but they were just out there in the open. I thought they were free socks. (laughs) So this is when they get kidnapped and put into a stadium, where they're about to be publicly executed, basically. Publicly fish (laughs) slaps. Yeah, they're gonna get the slap of no return. It's the funniest way to violently die. How long? How long to the slap of no return? You know, I think I saw a video on Pornhub called The Slap of No Return. I think this is our most R-rated episode yet. I'm not surprised by this. It makes sense that the Christian episode is the most R-rated one. We have to make God cry as much as possible. (laughs) So, like we said, the Ninevites find out the message of the Lord, and then they decide, okay, we'll be good from now on. And that's not enough for Jonah. I mean, I get it, but... Before that, to demonstrate the slap of no return, they take a pumpkin that's clearly starting to decay, and it has a face drawn it. Again, how the fuck is it not sentient? That's a corpse. Yeah. For comedic reasons, I want to agree with you, but for the lore of VeggieTales, I'm like, it's not sentient. 
And we know it's not sentient because it doesn't have a real face and they've eaten other things. And it's just the laws of the universe. I'm afraid of the VeggieTales universe. Maybe it's a wax pumpkin in their universe. I'm afraid of the vegetables. <laughs> I mean, they've done like a slow episode about eating apples in an apple orchard and they have an apple character. Like, it's not implied that it's any different. It, to me, I think it's like it's like eating sushi or eating meat, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's a goofy Pluto thing. Like, there's regular vegetables and then there's vegetables they eat. <laughs> I, I don't know. To me, it feels like eating a great ape. <laughs> it, it's not cannibalism to eat a gorilla or a chimpanzee, but it would feel really fucked up to do that. Like, there are cousins and it just feels... Also, I love apes. Well, I love gorillas more than chimps. I'm terrified of chimps. No, chimps are scary. Gorillas are very nice, though. Also, I looked away at the wrong time because I I went to check a tab while I was taking notes for this. When they slap the pumpkin and you see the guts hit Jonah, I actually assumed they killed off one of the pirates. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I thought they killed, like, some other, like, vegetable they were executing, and then he starts, like, profusely sobbing, and I'm like, Jesus! Jesus Christ! You know what? I kind of wish they did. (laughs) Also, there's something about the owner of a fucking cheese doodle factory wanting people publicly executed from stealing from him. That makes for a good metaphor for today's world. It's an ANCAP stream come true. Um, Yay! Oh, another thing we forgot to mention about this movie. ALF exists in this universe. Oh, Alf, yeah! The alien? ALF the TV show, I guess, but sure. Wait, I, I missed that. What happened? Basically, at one point, Larry says, and ALF's on in an hour, so... I thought aliens go against God. Fuck, we're getting into Scientology territory. Shit. <laughs> So how would this work? Would Alf look like an alien vegetable in this universe, or would he still be the Alf we know and love today? I'm about to commission some art of Alf as a cucumber. I think Alf would still look like Alf, because we know that animals exist, and he kind of looks like a hodgepodge of animals. I think Alf is living with a vegetable family. Are there cats in the VeggieTales universe? There are. Oh, geez, so he still eats cats. Well, that's weird, considering that obviously Egypt exists more or less intact, and we know that cats are a big part of that culture. If there's an Anubis in VeggieTales, if there's, like, Egyptian gods in VeggieTales, do they have, like, vegetable bodies with animal heads? Because <laughs> I know I'm just I'm imagining Anubis as, like, a carrot <laughs> with a jackal head and no R. I'm trying to think. They they have that a couple episodes, I think, with them actually in Egypt. But then, like, for the couple of Moses ones, they had to be the old West instead of actually Egypt. It was a, it was a stand-in, basically. Did vegetable dinosaurs exist? <laughs> Probably just dinosaurs. I mean, if there's, like, actual animals. True. Not banana! <laughs> Also, we didn't really talk about this yet, but the whole thing with Alf really raises an interesting question. What the fuck is this timeline even supposed to be? Yeah, there's TVs, there's pirates. The pirates exist in this timeline, but then we see them in the modern timeline. This happened just a few years ago. Are they immortal or something? What the fuck is going on here? I'm pretty sure if the Bible was written a few years ago, we'd have a few little adjustments. Like, maybe don't stone your child to death if they're a little bit bad. (laughs) Are they just going by the Aladdin movie logic where yeah, they know all these cultural references exist? I'm wondering if maybe it's sword in the stone logic. Either that or the pirates are gonna be the 14th Doctor. I'm beginning to think the pirates are just a bunch of time lords. Well, the pirates who don't do anything movie actually involved literal time travel, so that might not be far off. 
Huh. Yeah. What if the pirates are actually God, <gasps> showing himself in a form that our feeble minds can comprehend? Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> I like that theory. But that's just a theory. A film theory. A VeggieTales theory. Ah. A VeggieTales theory. And cut. Also, the ending of the Jonah story, just holy fucking shit. It's out of nowhere. And traumatizing. I was traumatized as an adult on edibles watching this. I can't imagine how a child would have felt. (laughs) You know, I kind of understand both sides of the coin here. Because on the one hand, I really aspire to be as petty as Jonah was in this scenario. But also, Khalil just fucking roasted the shit out of him. Yeah. Unintended, by the way. (laughs) So because Jonah is Twippo, does that mean he was cursed with immortality? So Jonah is Twippo. Twippo is Archibald. Again, what the fuck is this timeline? Don't question it. It hurts. Yeah, it does, Randy. It fucking hurts. I don't think that Twippo is Jonah. Hmm, really? I don't believe so. Or I don't believe that Twippo and Jonah are the same person in the same timeline. Um, It could very much be a reincarnation sort of thing, which at the end when he sees the little caterpillar, he's like, do I know you? Because he also is telling the story of Jonah to these kids. And if he wasn't, I don't know, to me, it's like the way he's like, have any of you ever heard the story of Jonah? Have you heard a song about it? Like, why would he write that song about himself where he, like, roasts himself? I love the line delivery of that where it's like, have any of you heard the story of Jonah? And everyone's just like, yes. Yes. <laughs> why is everyone so fucking obsessed with the story of Jonah in this universe? In real life, the only Bible verse I've seen people so obsessed over is the one that says, don't be gay. Yeah, it turns out it said, don't be a pedophile, not don't be gay. We can all get behind that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So everybody forgives each other and it's all, I was so hard on you and it's- No, none of you were hard enough on each other, especially Bob Asparagus. Bob should have just kicked Dad Asparagus's ass. Yes, kill that motherfucker. Here's the inherent problem with the moral. If you just forgive someone, you know, right out the gate, there's no room for them to grow and become better from their mistakes. Thank you. So early on in the movie, Dad Asparagus kind of half-heartedly says, I said I was sorry. I'll do better next time. And the way he fucking delivers that line proves that he's not sorry, and he's probably gonna fucking do it again. Jesus as far as Christ. Right. And he's gonna get himself and Bob and his kid and everyone else killed in a freaking car accident. Anyway, something, something, Bojack Horseman, you can't keep apologizing, doing shitty things, yeah. Exactly. And if there's a whole group of people that wants you dead, no, you don't have to try to please them, or you don't have to try to make them better. That's not your responsibility. Fuck that. Gee, I wonder what group of people really needs to hear that. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the slightest fucking idea at all. There is a point where people are just too far gone and past forgiveness, you know? Just, I'm sorry, there just is. Where's the children's movie that tells you, fuck it, if they won't change their ways, let them fucking rot? Yeah. yeah. Now I'm wondering, if BoJack Horseman existed, 
in the VeggieTales universe? Would it be like animals with human bodies, but then surrounded by just a bunch of like bouncing vegetables? <laughs> yeah, it would. Or, yes. or would it be like animals shaped like vegetables? I don't want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> that. Those thoughts are going to haunt my dreams tonight. Something I forgot <laughs> to mention in the intro is that this was actually the very last new VeggieTales thing I really caught up with as a kid. Like, I'd still occasionally watch it on Cubo, but I didn't get any other tapes after it. I didn't really get back into VeggieTales as an adult, and I think this movie was kind of why the more I think about it. Yeah. I don't know. I like a lot of it enough, but the moral is just so messy. It really is. Yeah. And that ending is just so abrupt. (laughs) Because I think, obviously, you know, the message of having compassion for people and mercy for people, you know, I think that is good. But there is a limit. What I learned is that I fucking hate Jonah. Yeah. (laughs) In a more positive message about the movie, I'm not a Newsboy fan at all, but... That end song really does slap. Jonah was a prophet. Ooh, ooh, but he never really got it. The other one. It reminded me a lot of Zoot Suit Riot at first. Yeah. (laughs) Or Grapefruit Diet, depending on how you look at it. If they had gone with the Newsboys song as the ending musical number and had Twippo sing like that as opposed to what they did, I'm like, I would believe Twippo much more as an actual, like, pop star. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If Big Bad Voodoo Daddy were in the VeggieTales universe, would they be called something like large good christian father (laughs) yeah totally this is the song that goes under the credits it has nothing to do with the movie yeah they have a song about end credit songs and you gotta (laughs) give them credit for that (laughs) but they don't have an end credit scene also, I love how all these set pieces are conveniently set up in this restaurant, and they can just show up on a whim, these giant theatrical fucking set pieces. I have a theory. Okay. All of this is a dream, and they're all in the hospital after the car crash. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy pasta theory. I mean, it's still better than just, oh, everyone's actually dead the whole time, and this is all just a hallucination of one person. It's like, they're in a coma. <laughs> they're, they're having the same collective dream while they're all in the hospital because they crashed into the river. <laughs> Or maybe they died and they're all in purgatory. Driving to the river, Bob. Driving to... Here's my theory. Bob actually did drive into the river. (laughs) They're all in purgatory because suicide is a sin. (laughs) Alrighty. So, final rankings, everybody. Do we give Jonah a VeggieTales movie a keep the tapes? Put in the donation box? Or burn the tapes? Mariah? My personal opinion is i would like to keep the tapes but i think in a general consensus like in a wider if i was not me and obsessed with veggie tales i would probably end up donate that's valid yeah and that's why we fence it (laughs) i gotta go the same route i'm kind of torn on what i give this because i'd say as a veggie tales fan i think it mostly works it's got a lot of the same charm a lot of the same aspects and i'd say it's probably the second best animated movie about religion following prince of egypt but if i wasn't a veggie tales fan i don't really know if it would do much for me like it's okay overall i do admire that it's at least not trying to follow up so hard on shrek mania thank god you know technically hercules is also a religious movie so you could say it's the third best hey true yeah (laughs) for me it's gonna be a burn the tapes like kit said i wasn't the target audience for veggie tales and this really didn't do anything for me at all that's chandler mariah i'm so sorry but 
That's all right. If I was showing someone VeggieTales for the first time, like, okay, I, this is something I loved as a kid. And I think it's, it still holds up as an adult. This is not what I would show someone if I was trying to actually introduce them to VeggieTales. I would show them something else, like Lord of the Beans or the Wizard of Oz one that they did or something like that. Don't witches go against God, though? <laughs> Really, the only thing this did for me was just frustrate me endlessly with the whole plot point about the fucking car crash and everything. I also gotta be honest that I found so many of the direct-to-DVD movies just to be so much more enjoyable. Like, they feel much more like theatrical movies than this. And they don't overstay their welcome. You know, it's 30 minutes done. You know, it's not ever too much. It's kind of similar to how they were kind of struggling to bring Wallace and Gromit to the big screen, but whereas they made that movie great, this movie, meh. So, I am sending the tapes to hell. Good. <laughs> Where they belong for their blasphemy. Major disrespect for Christianity that I have aside. <laughs> this was just long and frustrating. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a very tepid put in the donation box because I do enjoy it, but it's not my favorite thing this franchise has done, so. Maybe it's just because I have no attachment to VeggieTales whatsoever. This was just, like, painful for me to sit through. Also, my family might be cursed thanks to it, thanks to our car issues that night, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Curse you, Trippo. I'm probably also going to go with Donate. Like I said, I'm a huge VeggieTales fan, but I think this movie just doesn't do the rest of the series justice. I think I said this earlier, but the ones where they covered like Bible stories on their own, just I feel like were never as much fun as the ones where they were able to just do whatever they wanted and tie it back to whatever lesson they wanted to. Because the whole thing with a lot of the stories in the Bible, you know, when when Jesus was telling people stories, it was stories that they could relate to. And I think that's what VeggieTales did at its best, was that it was a story that was really relatable. Whereas you have the story of Jonah where it's, you know, this big epic biblical setting story where they have some modern elements where they try to make it, you know, like, okay, well, they have an outboard motor and cheese curls. Isn't that silly? But it doesn't work as well as other stuff the franchise has done, certainly. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Yeah, this was was a lot of fun. Our first double guest episode, and definitely not the last. Hell yeah. Cough, cough. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I did really enjoy was I discovered there's a commentary for this movie made by Larry, and it's actually pretty enjoyable. Yes, I remember that. The commentary for this is funnier than the movie itself. I want to listen to a podcast of just Mike Naraki as Larry and Phil Vischer as Mr. Lent. All right. So you guys have anything you want to plug? You can find me at the Twitter feed at Starport97, at the YouTube channel Starport97. I have a podcast that I do called The Podcast Without a Cool Acronym, which should be coming back soon. I'm going to be working on, I have an episode that's already recorded that I'm going to edit. I have a couple others I'm going to try to get recorded so I can start having them be available beforehand because I have a Patreon now as well. Yes. Uh, Patreon.com slash Starport97. Uh, if you pledge to me a uh, bare minimum of a dollar per creation that I charge for, you can set a limit on that too, obviously. You can see everything, videos one week early, and new podcasts one day early. I also have a series about the road trip I did last summer where I went to 
nine different parks across the Midwest that I'm still working on getting out. The next episode is going to be about Marceline, Missouri. That should be out soon. It's pretty much done. Oh my god, the Walt Disney Town. Yes, Walt Disney's hometown. And the next one after that is Silver Dollar City, which is a lot of fun. Silver Dollar City is awesome. From what I've heard, Marceline actually has a lot of really cool like Disney-related stuff. I would love to check it out one day. Oh yeah, Marceline was really cool. I'm very glad we got to visit it. And you can see me in the Emporium on Main Street. Um, You can follow me on Twitter at Theme Park Trash. You will also soon be able to follow me on Twitter and can currently follow me on Instagram at Mariah at C. As in the near future, I don't have my exact boarding date yet. It was supposed to be today. Um, I am going to be going semi off the grid as I am joining the crew of the Disney Fantasy Woo! with the Disney yes. Cruise Lines. Nice. Well deserved. Congrats. Have fun in the ocean. I will. From the Canada Pavilion to the deep sea. Don't get eaten by a whale. You can find me on Twitter at Cosmic Rewind. Replace the E with a three. You can find me on YouTube by the same username, and you can find me on TikTok as Dale Earnhardt's Fursona, and you can find me commissioning the VeggieTales team to do their version of Dante's Inferno and Cain and Abel. Yes! Yay! Yay! Uh, you can follow me on all the usual links, Mission Breakout on Twitter, Discord, A Walking Pun on Instagram, various episodes of Escape from Vault Disney, Podcast Without a Cool Acronym, The Emperor's New Podcast, and you can find me on an upcoming episode of Podcast Without a Cool Acronym, and you can also find me yelling at all the vegetables in my fridge to make them talk to God. As usual you can find me on twitter at tylerfg instagram at tylerfg96 as for the show you can find us on twitter at channel underscore krt channel krt podcast all one word on instagram we also have our discord server and our facebook group which you can find in the link tree in our bio and of course if you want to help support us you can check out our patreon where you can find outtakes exclusive minisodes and episodes of this very podcast released as early as possible channel krt Cut to static. Ah! Like static, hell static, the static in my skin. <laughs> All right. <laughs>